You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, hello, my friend. This is Peter Wallen, owner of Wallen Insurance in Elmira, New York. And I'm so excited and happy to be here to present the Be Community Driven podcast series on Small Business Made Simple podcast. So I am so excited and so thrilled to be here today. I've got my coffee, I'm ready to go, and I wanted to share a little bit about volunteering and answering the question of why you should volunteer in your community. So let me start with a quote, and it goes like this. I slept and I dreamt that life was joy. I woke and I saw that life was but service, and I served And I discovered that service was joy. Service was joy. So for me, volunteering has become a way of life. It's a way to give back and a way to be part of my community. Just give me that feeling that I know I'm doing the right thing at the right place at the right time. So, um, gosh, I've met so many wonderful people along the way and along this journey that have helped to shape me into the person I am today. And I'm just so grateful for that. I've been a volunteer for many years. I've done so much work with Meals on Wheels, American Red Cross, our Hospital Foundation Board, other committees like the JDRF, the Juvenile Diabetes Leadership Positions, where they have the annual walks, things like that. And of course, my, of course my Rotary Club and my church. You know, I've done all this while building an insurance business for the last 22 years with 12 employees now and over 4,200 clients. That's my full-time job. But certainly, I like to carve out time each and every week to do some volunteer work. So the word volunteer means to put into practice of working on behalf of others without being motivated by financial and material gain. Let me tell you a story. Let me maybe make this a little bit more clear as to why this all happened to me. And it started back when Marilyn and I had three young kids under the age of five, uh, Michael, Peter, and Angela. And kids were being kids. Michael and Peter were wrestling and just playing around in the backyard, just having fun. And unfortunately, a kind of a tragic situation occurred. Petey got his feet tripped up and he fell awkwardly and broke his leg. And he broke it in such a weird position. It was above his knee and below his hip bone, whatever bone that is, your upper thigh. And he snapped it. And it was, uh, gosh, for a two-and-a-half, three-year-old boy, it was very, very major. And so at the time, we took him to a hospital, of course, immediately. And the hospital we took him to in Buffalo was just not prepared for it. So they sent us to the special area at Children's Hospital in Buffalo and said, uh, we need to take care of him because of his size and because of his age. And they did not want to do surgery at the time, which is very interesting. What they decided to do instead of surgery was put him in a traction, put him in a state at the hospital where he would be laying in bed for three weeks and they would have kind of like a ball and chain hooked up to the bottom of his leg, and they were just stretching it back as they would stretch his leg back out and make it grow 
back together basically so it was a it was a ball and chain type of thing <laughs> I hate to say ball and chain but that's what it was and it just stretched his legs muscles out and stretched his bones out so then it would grow back together properly so that was the plan so I was a young manager at Nationwide Insurance at the time and we had uh, basically moved from Buffalo down to Elmira, New York. So, you know, this wasn't, wasn't our town anymore. We were up there visiting family and friends. So here we are in Buffalo in this hospital, children's hospital. And thank goodness my parents were able to babysit Michael and Angela while Marilyn, Marilyn and I spent time in the hospital with Petey. And it was a very interesting time in our lives. So for me, being in a hospital room for that period of time was going to be a bit of a disaster because I had a full-time job. I was a young manager, and I felt the strong urge and the strong need to work. And so that's what I did. I actually had a laptop computer, and I had all these phone wires and cables and uh, keyboards and everything like that. And, and remember, this is way back before they had you know fast speed high speed internet this was back when it was america online and you had to dial out to get an internet connection so i rigged the hospital room i probably unplugged some of the wrong wires so i could get my own wires plugged in i rigged the wires in the hospital room so i could set up my laptop computer and i could still work and i could still communicate and still send emails and still do work because i felt at the time that missing two to three weeks of work was just too severe i needed to work and if I was going to be stuck in a hospital room with my son six feet away laying in bed and Marilyn over in the other corner uh, helping out doing as a mother would do to help her child. I felt the need to work. So that's what I did. I worked. And what was really amazing to me, what really became obvious to me was <laughs> something just didn't feel right. You know, why am I working? And here's a boy laying in bed. And just as important we noticed something very interesting going on at this time. We noticed there was countless number of people that would come in the room to check on Petey, to maybe spend some time with him, give him a gift, bring him a stuffed animal, maybe help him work a puzzle or something like that just to keep him occupied. And these were all volunteers. They were volunteers coming in the hospital, using their own time and energy to just spend with a little boy here to make him feel happy. And to me, it was quite a, an amazing feat as I'm sitting here playing on my computer doing my work. There's all these volunteers coming and going in our room just for a short period of time, but spending time with him, making him smile, making him laugh. And for me, that was a major wake-up call. I kind of told myself I need to do something different. I can't allow complete strangers to come in and spend time with my child while I'm doing um, selfish work like work. You know, I, I needed to get my priorities straight. So I thought long and hard. I said a prayer. And a few weeks later, back at home, after PD was, you know, well on his way to recovery, I made a phone call to my church and talked to the religious ed coordinator and said, I, I need to do something. What can I do? And she suggested I get together and teach a seventh grade class, a religious education class. And so that's what I did. I studied, I worked hard to prepare and give my time and my talents that I had to teach seventh graders, boys and girls, about religion and just spend some time with them and get to know them a little bit and share stories and learn from them a little bit. To me, it was a huge reward and it 
just developed uh, in the right place at the right time and is something I really needed in life was was to handle this. So it was a huge reward. I today now see some of these kids that were my seventh grade students and now they're grown and they've got children of their own and I might see them in a walking through the aisles of a grocery store and they look up and say, hi, Mr. Wallen, I remember you. And to me, it's so kind and so special to see that I did make a small difference in their lives at the at that point in time. So, so cool. So let me talk about volunteers. Statistically, approximately 63 million Americans are volunteers right now. That's 25% of our population. 28% of them are women. 22% are men. The national average value of a volunteer's time is $24 an hour. $24 an hour. The top four areas for volunteer work, number one is religious organizations, churches, of course. Number two is education. 26% of all volunteers do something in the education field, whether it's being a teacher's aide, parent organization, something to do perhaps with with, uh, their own children. Third one is social service. 15% of all groups that uh, get together from volunteer work are, are doing social service type of things. Rotary clubs. Um, things like that, uh, civic organizations, volunteer works like that. And lastly is health organizations, working in a hospital, being volunteers, working in several areas of a hospital, even if it's food preparation, if it's signing people in or out, or just being a volunteer with a smile to help guide somebody. What exactly are people doing? The most common is food collection and distribution, perhaps working at a food bank, Meals on Wheels, I do a lot of work with Meals on Wheels where you do food collection, you prepare the food, you get the food ready, and then there's people that deliver food to people in need, very nutrition-oriented, and bring that to people in need. Number two is fundraising. Things like the United Way or foundations for hospitals or colleges or community foundations, always looking for fundraising activities. Number three, general labor and transportation. How about things like Habitat for Humanity, or working with American Red Cross to install smoke alarms, things like that. And uh, even things like uh, my Rotary Club, we do like highway cleanup and things like that. And number four is teaching, tutoring. 18% of all activities done by volunteers are teaching, tutoring, guiding, and helping students and people that have needs to be taught and to be shared with some of the knowledge we might all have. We have a gift to give. So... The two major benefits that I've kind of put together here, the two major benefits that come from activities, from volunteering, and that's why I think it's so important to be a volunteer, the number one is the economic benefit. If we don't have as many volunteers, there's 25% of volunteers in our country of Americans, if we don't have that, otherwise the money would have to come from the state or private capital And certainly that's a challenge of the government. That's a challenge of the federal government as well as state government and even our local communities. So the economic benefit of a volunteer is huge. We talked about that $24 an hour. If we didn't have that, you would obviously see higher taxes, maybe reduced services and other cutbacks and other types of activities that are so greatly and so so much needed that if they were cut, just because they don't have the money or the funds to support, that could be devastating to a community. And number two, social. So again, number one is economic benefit. Number two is the social benefit. Think about that. Volunteering. 
helps build more cohesive communities. Working together brings out the best in people. We become friends and, you know, genuinely get to know each other and like each other and just enjoy hanging out with each other. If I were to look at the majority of my friends right now, most of them are volunteers. Most of them are people that volunteer with me, either at church or Rotary or Meals on Wheels, the different types of groups and communities. It's, it's just that feeling that we're doing something good each and every day. We're doing something good when we do the volunteer type of thing. Back when this COVID pandemic first started in early 2020, early 2020, I'll never forget, uh, it was a Saturday morning in the Meals on Wheels group. We got together and, and we knew that we had to get out to our clients, the people that are homebound, the people that have a need for nutritious meals to be delivered to them. We felt the need to maybe get them prepared for a longer term issue here. So we have what we call blizzard bags or emergency bags where we get a lot of dried foods put together that uh, we can deliver to the, the uh, clients. And so we got together on a Saturday morning, a group of volunteers, and we did our social distancing and we did things properly and kept clean and sanitized. And we prepared bags and boxes full of dried, um, non-perishable food and items of need that uh, each of our clients would need. There are over 180 clients we, we delivered to on that, that given Saturday. And we got together, we had an assembly line, put together these boxes and it was just so nice to work together and feel like, you know, during this pandemic, you know, we did something that felt good. It felt good that we're going to do something for the benefit of others. And then Marilyn and I, my wife, we did this together. Then we uh, took a route and we delivered 14 of these boxes to various people in our community. And we left them off at the doorstep. They knew we were coming. We didn't have to um, invade someone's home or anything like that with, with distancing issues. We just did what we felt was right, and we delivered these, these boxes. And it just, it just made me feel good that, you know, the economic benefit was important, but the social benefit of being there to help people to just be part of their lives uh, with my co-volunteers was just fantastic. So do something good. Do something good. You know, statistically, the average person volunteers about 50 hours a year. That's average, 50 hours a year. So do you have an hour a week? Just one hour a week. That's all it takes to commit, to put your toe in the water, to say, hey, it's time for me to be a volunteer. We've talked about the economic benefits to volunteer, you know, in financial terms. And certainly to me, the social benefits are so much more important for pride, satisfaction, making friends, serving others. So I challenge you to think about it. If you're good with a hammer, you know, volunteer for, you know, the Habitat for Humanity. If you want to help clean up the highway and work in local parks and other local institutions, things like that, where you're giving back to the community, Rotary Clubs are so good with that, churches, organizations like that. And then certainly other organizations like the Red Cross, Salvation Army, they're always looking for people to help, people to step up. And it could be short-term, it could be long-term, it could be hands-on work, or it could be just getting on their board of directors and helping uh, with the time and the talent and the treasures that you have and the gifts you have that you uh, have the ability to give back. So that was the talk about today is volunteering your time. Why is it important to volunteer? To me, it's just so critical. So until next time, my friend, I'm Peter Wallen. I hope you enjoyed this. And remember, service is joy. God bless. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.